This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to episode number 102 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so thrilled that you're here and spending a little time with me today. If you're here, then I trust that you are an operator or a project manager and in a service-based business, and you're looking to see how you can improve that, how you can step into greater leadership in your role as an operator and the CEO of your own business. And If that is all correct, then you're in the right place. I am Natalie. I am the host here at the Ops Authority, and we certify and train directors of operations. I can't wait for you to listen to our podcast today and implement the actions and be a part of the conversation that we're having here because I know that it helps you to strengthen your mindset. It also helps you to get into action and to get over all of those things that are holding you back in your service-based business. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. In episode number 102 today, we're going to be talking about how to dream big when you're not wired to be a big visionary thinker. Hey friends, as operators and service providers, one of our key roles is to keep the ship sailing for the businesses that we support. And a core component to that is documenting systems and processes. Oftentimes, this is the one way we can become an invaluable asset to the businesses. Because as you know, our visionary CEOs that we support, they don't really have the interest in doing this themselves, but they know it has to get done to scale their business, to expand their teams, to create efficiencies, and you become the engine behind that. There are lots and lots of ways to document processes, but I want to share with you a powerful tool that I have used and I think you're going to love too. That is Sweet Process. Here's just a few reasons why I think it is a great tool for us to use. First of all, it allows us to create systems and processes, and then we can turn those into step-by-step instructions, even in a to-do list fashion, which I know we love. This allows us to assign the responsible employee or contractor to every step, and it minimizes the handholding that you'll have to do. This creates a system, and it also helps you to manage this more effectively. Another perk is that you will have a centralized place where everyone who works on your team, whether that's an employee, a contractor, a VA, everyone can access your procedures, your processes at any time from any device. So the best way for you to understand if Sweet Process would work for you is to start using it. So the company offers a 14-day free trial and What we're going to do, since you're a loyal listener here at the Ops Authority Podcast, you get to access this for 28 days, almost an entire month free of charge. Why don't you head on over there, give it a try, go to sweetprocess.com forward slash ops authority, and you can start your 28 day free trial today. You don't even have to put a credit card in to get you started. I look forward to hearing what each of you guys do with this incredible tool called Sweet Process. 
Alrighty. So how do we dream big when you're wired to plan small? (laughs) I think when I wrote that out earlier, as I was preparing for this episode, I thought that's exactly me. I want to dream bigger, but I am so wired to be in action, to be a support system, to be a servant of other people. And that leads me to sometimes dreaming quite small. So if you're like me, you aren't comfortable with the big futuristic dreams. You can see the here and now, and you can see that very, very clearly. And maybe you can see up ahead like three to six months up the road. I used to tell myself that since I was an operator, I couldn't dream big when in fact, that is just a lie. It's just uncomfortable for people who are wired the way that I am and probably how you are. At least it's uncomfortable for a little bit. So I have been able to work on this. And this has been something that I have worked really diligently on. I've kind of obsessed over it too, because I knew that it was the one thing that separated people that were operators from the people that we support who are typically in that visionary role. So I wanted to share with you guys today how I have broken out of that thinking. That thinking that I'm referring to is how to dream big when I'm not wired to do that. So first of all, it's just a lie. Telling yourself that you can't dream big, it is a lie. I can dream like anybody else. I mean, we all can dream. We all grew up thinking of what we were going to be when we grew up. And we have all seen a version of ourselves that we weren't living in yet, right? So it comes more natural to visionaries, yes. But just because I'm more of an operator and a doer doesn't mean that I have 0% vision and dream in me, right? I I hope that we can all agree on that. It's certainly a lie that we tell ourselves. And it's we tell ourselves our mind wants to protect us into thinking small because it's very, very safe. And I know for myself, I am a risk averse person. I love to be second in command because it protects me. I'm executing on somebody else's dream. And I know that I do that very, very well. But if we're going to be in business for ourselves, we're going to have to lean into the same things that we are helping our visionaries with, but flip the script. We're going to have to dream a little bit bigger than we ever have before. And I know it's 100% possible. Another way that I broke out of this mold of thinking and holding myself back from dreaming big was finding the time. And I know time is elusive. It's the one thing that just keeps on going, right? But we've got to find the time. And here's the thing with time. You know you need the time to make this happen. And because we're not wired this way immediately, it's going to take us some time to settle in. This is probably not going to be one of those things that you put in your calendar. I know we've talked about time blocking a few episodes back. I have found that the biggest struggle is that I cannot really control when these big dreams are going to come to me. Some people are going to call these downloads. And I have certainly felt like I have had downloads which turned into my vision or my dreams. But it's going to take some time to settle into this. The other thing is you're not going to be able to say on Monday from two to five o'clock on this day of this week of this month, I'm going to be able to sit down and this is when I'm going to do my biggest dreaming. It just doesn't work like that. So know that it takes time. And the next tip I have for you is the space. So for me, the best dreaming has come outside of the places that I frequent, which means 
I'm not likely going to sit down at my desk on Monday at two, just like I described, and be struck with a big vision, right? It could happen like that here and there. But if I'm really, really intensely focused on visioning and dreaming big into my business, I need a new environment and a new space. These new spaces allow me to not be confined to the thoughts that I typically have. In the example I just gave with sitting at my desk, if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm thinking about opening up my emails, about doing the typical things that I do when I, the flow that I get into when I sit at my desk. So that is a very restrictive and constrictive place for me to be. If I want to think new thoughts, expand where I am, I've got to leave the four walls of my office and I also work in my home. So I'm probably going to be outside of my home as well. Another way that I have broken outside of that restrictive thinking is to leverage my community. I love hearing about other people's businesses. I love to hear about their successes, their hardships, their different business models, their teams, the way they lead their teams. I'm kind of dorky about all of that stuff. I bet you are too. It's one of those things that I could just never learn enough of. And while I love learning about other people's businesses and such, I'm not learning about them to copy anything that they have, but I love learning all of the options that are out there. Now, I have a mastermind that meets two times a year in person and honestly, nearly every single day on Voxer, they're my safe place to run to when I have really big ideas. But they're also the ones to call me when I'm thinking too small. And having that community, they've been in partnership with me for at least three years, I think now. And we know each other really, really well. We know each other on a personal level as well as a professional business building level. So they're able to really guide me and call me on it when they're like, Nat, you're thinking way too small. And I love that about them. Once you formulate and you take the time and you create the space to come up with this, I want you to have a small and mighty community that you can go to. I know the women that are inside of our Certified Directors of Operation alumni group, they tend to have little masterminds inside because we build a strong bond while we're going through the program together because we all come through in cohorts. So deep relationships and that foundation is laid. So they come through and they share their mission, vision, and values. They share their next version of themselves inside of that safe place. And that community is one of the things that I just love about what we have built here at the Ops Authority. So why is dreaming a big deal anyway? Well, the same thing day after day and year after year is just not going to be fulfilling long-term. You also run the risk of being outpaced by your competitors. And what I have found in my own business is when you don't continue to push the needle, it could mean that you fall out of love with what you are doing and what you are building. I am 100% certain that your big dream becomes your vision and your vision becomes your plan. Ladies, friends, we love plans. We love planning the plans. We love managing the plans. We love hiring the people to help us with executing on the plans. So if you don't have new plans that you're creating, then you're going to get stagnant. And boredom in business is not a good combination long-term. It may be a challenge. Actually, I'm just going to say it like it is. It is a challenge for me, for people that are like me, for people who have the Colby profile like I do, which is a really high fact finder. 
a pretty high follow through and a low quick start, that is like a combination for action and execution and management. What it lacks is that big visionary thinking. This does not mean that you have 0%, just like I referenced earlier. Just because you have a profile like this doesn't mean that you're incapable of having big dreams or having a solid business or being able to scale your services. None of that. And we have got to quit believing that lie. I love consistency. I love methodical action But if I do that inside of my own business, I'm going to get tired of the same old, same old, right? It's just like an exercise program. If I do the same thing every single day, or even if I eat the same thing every single day, at the beginning of that plan, it's like, yes, I can control this. It's the same thing. I don't have to think about it, right? Kind of like Steve Jobs wearing the black shirt every single day. It was one less decision he had, which is great for the day-to-day, but when you're thinking about the, the bigger version, the bigger vision for yourself and for your business, I'm gonna tell you that eating the same sandwich or doing the same workout or wearing the same shirt day after day is going to lead to monotony and is going to constrict where you're going long-term. So I'm gonna challenge you to think bigger. You've gotta think bigger to avoid the burnout and the boredom that comes with that. Alrighty, so I hope that I've encouraged you to take some time to dream big. And while you're on that journey of bigger thinking, of creating a vision for yourself, I've got five tips that I wanna share with you before we wrap up. The first one is to give yourself five years. Start your thoughts. When you find that time and space, I want you to give yourself five years. Start your thoughts with, I have this in quotations, In 2026 or by 2026, at the time of this recording, it's 2021. And if I advance five years down the road in 2026, comma, I will, we will, the ops authority will. I want you to start your thinking like that. That puts you in a safe container. It's defined, but you're also able to see outside of today. The second tip I have is start with you rather than the business. It is so much easier for me to think about what my personal life is gonna look like in five years because it's time-bound. So how old am I gonna be? How old are my children gonna be? What about my marriage? What about the goals that my family has to accomplish in that timeframe? It's a lot easier and safer for me to think about the things that my children are going to be accomplishing in the next five years, selecting a college, maybe maybe continuing with their sports, et cetera. But I want you to think about you before the business. Are there certain things that you want to accomplish in the next five years? Maybe that is buying a second property. Maybe that is saving for retirement. Maybe that is wiping out your debt. What I have found is it's a lot easier to think about what five years looks like in your personal life because you've got a partner, you've got a support system that is already built. So it's easier for us to do that. And of course, when I say five years, it's time bound. So right now I'm 44. I start to envision what nearing 50 may look like and what my life will look like as a result of that. Tip number three, 
If you want to make those personal things happen, what does the business need to look like? Now, I say that because that is a lifestyle business. What I've just described, if you're thinking about step number two, which is the you part, and you're going to build a business around that, we're talking about a lifestyle business. That is my preference. So if you're looking for you know, something to sell, a business to sell, then you may have a different methodology around this. But the majority of my listeners are service-based and are really building a lifestyle business. So that's why I have put you before the business. So tip number three is to think about what the business needs to look like to make what the future you needs and wants. How do we build a business to make that happen? What do you need to generate? What does the business model need to look like? Right now, if you're doing one-to-one work and it's working and you just described in step number two that you wanna have a second property or you wanna pay off debt, And you're telling yourself, well, I can't do this in a one-to-one fashion because it won't afford me X, Y, Z, then your business model may need to change. So let's start reverse engineering how the you and the personal part needs to look like and what is the business going to need to do to support that dream that you have. You can also look at the team and then also ask yourself, hey, in the next five years, you know your personal life is going to change. Mine certainly is. In the next five years, friends, both of my children are going to be adults. They're going to be outside of the house and they're not going to be as dependent on me as they are today. So we're going to have a lot more freedom. My husband and I are going to have more space. So that's a completely different picture than the one I have in my day to day right now. With that said, Does my business model change? And do I move more into a place of business where I'm looking to sell the business or or maybe I'm I'm looking to transition the business? I don't know what that looks like yet, but those would be really good questions to ask how to position my business to better support the future version of myself. The fourth tip I have is if everything went better than imagined, what successes would you have in that five-year period? I want you to think back to step number two with the you part, step number three with the business part, once you reverse engineer the you or the personal and ask yourself, what does success look like? What will I have accomplished? Will I have generated $100,000 or a six-figure business? Will I have a team of X? What does success look like? Ask yourself those questions and start to answer them. You're gonna start to see those dreams come together. Tip number five, this is gonna be really difficult, but I want you to heed my warning here. Don't go directly to planning. Don't start planning. I want you to sit with this big vision, this big dream that you have, I want you to sit with it for a few weeks or even a few months. I've definitely had to do this in my business. (laughs) And here's something, it does make me chuckle, but when you feel like you can finally and actually voice this big vision to your team, your spouse, your friends, your mastermind, then and only then can you start planning. Are you released to start planning? I find that I formulate these big ideas and it's even hard for me to write them down, friends. Like it's it's hard for me to trust that these are actually good enough, right? That I can actually accomplish them. We are doers by nature. We are people who get in there, who get things done. And so writing down something that we don't feel like we can immediately break down in one, two, three, or 10 steps is really unsafe. It makes us feel uncomfortable. 
And so if you're in that place, you don't feel like you can automatically go into a planning phase. So I hold these things. Like I said, I I don't always write them down right away. I have to make them something bigger in my brain. And then when they start to feel safe, I can put them in writing. And then I will then eventually trust myself that they are truly good enough dreams. And when I start to be able to talk about these things to my safe people, then I can actually say that the dream has been realized and it is powerful. Once I get to voicing this, ladies, y'all better watch out. (laughs) That's when I believe that I can actually do these things and they become plans. But I don't want you to go directly into the planning phase because this is exactly why people hire us, right? They've got, think about the visionaries that you support. They've got these huge, huge visions, but they need somebody to help break them down. That is our sweet spot. So you're gonna have to hold the same space that people give to us as operators. You're gonna have to hold that space to actually create the dream so that you can hand it off. Now, you may be handing it off to yourself, but I need you to take the time, give yourself the space and grace to create the dream before we start breaking it down. Another drawback to not giving yourself this space is that the dream will be limited. You may dream like two years, but you won't let yourself be safe to go all the way down to five years. So to recap, give yourself five years. Start with in 2026, we will or I will. Tip number two, start with you. Start with your personal life. Step number three, what is the business going to need to look like to support the personal part that you defined in number two? And then in step number four, tip number four, I should say, I want you to think about what the successes would be if everything went as planned or even exceeded the plan. And then the last thing is don't start planning. Give yourself space and time to really believe the dream that you have created. Alrighty, friends, I hope that this has been helpful. I fully understand that creating a vision and a dream for your business is one of those things that doesn't come natural. And it's also one of those things that's very, very scary for people who happen to be more on the operator side than on the visionary side. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, it is imperative that we give you an ops activity because that's your jam. You love turning thoughts into plans and action. So head on over to theopsinsiders.com. You're going to join our Facebook group. And inside of this group, we're going to ask you to report on your action. We want the time that you spend with us here every single week listening to these podcast episodes to be something to take action on. You're not just wasting time with us. You're coming here, you're learning, and you're going to implement just as you were designed to do. So our ops activity of the week is to drop into theopsinsiders.com, come into our Facebook group and let us know if every, give us just one thing. If everything went better than planned, what is one success that you would have in the next five years in business? I would love for you to join us at theopsinsiders.com. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us today. I look forward to chatting with you in episode number 103. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com 
where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week. But in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.